This is Stuart Pink, and you are listening to Michelle Wald on Phoenix FM. And that was Stuart Pink, and hopefully I should be joined on the line. Do a little noise, first of all, Stuart. Yeah, I hear no noise, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I do my introduction? I'll do my introduction now. I'm joined on the line. I was just a bit worried that uh, Stuart wasn't going to be there, but I'm joined on the line by Phoenix FM presenter. He's also a comedian as well and a writer. It's Stuart Pink. He has uh, the yet untitled rock show here on a Saturday, and also he's here on Fridays with One Two Three as well. So how are you doing? I'm all right. Keeping busy. Just, just uh, still here, isn't it? Still here. How I are you? I'm fine. I haven't seen you. Is, is it a year? Oh, do you know, it probably is, isn't it? A year. A whole year of this. Wow. I think next time I see you, you're going to go, you look like a different Guess Who character. <laughs> and glasses. Obviously, obviously a very attractive one. Now, for you, what Have is you it? You've also been... got a beard and glasses since <laughs> yeah. being, since I, I had that before. I had that, to be fair. Um, so, with <laughs> you're a comedian um, uh, outside of the radio show. So, um, tell us about what's been happening with lockdown. Have you been able to do any online gigs or is it just completely no? Well, it's a bit of a weird experience. You know, when you go shopping and uh, something. You get order a loaf of bread or, or some cheese, cheddar cheese, and they basically substitute cheddar cheese with halloumi, and it's just not the same thing. So comedy, it's the same. They they do virtual gigs, but without people there laughing, it's a bit weird. It's just me talking to myself in the bedroom. Yeah, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, that happens anyway. That's happening every week on the radio. But yeah, um, yeah no, I've not really done much of the the the, the stand up to my teddies in my room. Mm. Uh, but people have. I've been to a couple of online gigs. They're a strange experience. Uh, but bring back the rooms full of strangers uh, in dark basement in pubs. Because that's, that's what's given you... I mean, it's the same with music, but I think more so with comedy because you fire off people, don't you? So you can your comedy could take off... Because you're not scripted when you do stand-up. Not that scripted. You can go... Yeah. If, if somebody starts laughing, you can take it on a different... Uh, journey that must be really difficult if there's no audience there it's very difficult to gauge how the material's going down yeah I mean stand-up comedy is a conversation it's a chat so you you know what you want to get to but usually you have a bit of banter and a bit of talk and if no one else is talking back it's very difficult mm. uh, <laughs> so, so <I've> got, <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm used to that uh, as well but you know usually you get a laugh eventually if you do a 10 minute set and no one said a thing and there's no noise usually you leave with your, your towel between your legs but that happens every time you do a zoom gig yeah. so uh yeah, it's, it's, it's been a strange experience. I think comedy needs to come back, but uh, it's, when we're allowed to be in the pubs again, that'll be when it happens. Tell us about your very first stand-up gig. What was it like? Because I think people who do stand-up, it's probably the toughest thing to do in the entertainment industry because you can't hide behind playing a guitar solo or take it, play, play another four bars of that. They don't like it. You know, you've, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, it is literally you and uh, and you can see their faces. I think... The thing I thought was scariest was that you actually saw all these eyes looking at you and you can make out who's giving you the evils mm. and who's who's laughing. But my first gig, it was quite nice because I went on a... Uh, believe it or not, there's a stand-up comedy course. Uh, you can actually teach people to be funny, which uh, which surprised me. Yeah. And uh, I went on this course, met a lot of great people, and uh, the end of the course was this big gig and they all brought their friends and family along. So, I mean, they kind of had a slightly biased audience. But it's such a nice way to start when you've got... Mm. A room full of about 100 people who all want you to do well yeah. and they laugh at your stuff yeah uh, it's a little awkward when you're delivering your first stand-up set about your mum's bra shopping and your mum is in the audience uh that was 
that was surreal and yeah. uh, a baptism of fire mm. but it was a good good experience doing it that way now by being off on lockdown you, you've made yourself uh, well kept yourself really busy and during your show you normally do uh, poetry on your radio show and you've actually put together um, a book which is uh, out now uh, so tell everybody uh, about the book and how you got the idea Oh, yes. So every week on a Friday afternoon, uh, we used to read something funny from the news and have a laugh. And over the last year, uh, the funny stuff out of the news has sort of disappeared, didn't it? Yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> mostly mostly dark stuff. So I thought one of the things I've always done, I've always, when I used to go around my nan and granddad's house, my nan used to sing a soppy song. My granddad was has some infamous poems and uh, I used to just join in, do a bit of little silly poems and stuff. Uh, grew up listening to Pamir's do her thing and uh, I thought what we should do perhaps we should do just a silly pub about whatever was happening because if there's something if you give me a subject there's a way of saying it that's funny when it rhymes it's it's a magical uh, thing a poem mm. so I thought what we'll do we'll take all this bad news and all this terrible stuff that's happening over the last year and we'll craft them into a witty ditty and uh, that's what we've done since since lockdown began since we've been doing the the witty ditties, it's become, it's turned into a bit of a uh, a history of the last year. Mm. Britain's fight with coronavirus, um, immortalised in verse. And uh, so, yeah, it's just, I've decided to put it together into a book in the end because I thought well, we reached the year anniversary of, of COVID the other day since we've been in lockdown. And I thought, right, this this is it. This is our entry into the history books because there's a lot of poems. Yeah, it's cool. Sorry, it's called Pandemic Poetry, the COVID Collections of Witty Little Rhymes. Yeah, Pandemic Poetry, the COVID Collection. Uh, it's a mass gathering of witty little ditties. So can we hear maybe uh, one or two? Well, you can. You can. Uh, I've sent you the, the, the very expensive uh, Amazon Kindle store book, which is available for entirely reasonable 99p. Yes. And uh, I, I shall read. Uh, would you like to hear uh, the original witty ditty about the most famous witty? Yes. Ever been? Yes. The man, the myth, the legend. So this is this is in honour of the witty we all know and love. We've seen a lot of over the last year or so. <clears throat> and it's called A Witty Ditty. There's not a thing about covid that he doesn't know. The man with the answers, our chief CMO, king of the graphs and a member of SAGE. He's made government briefings all the rage. So this week's poem, Our Witty Ditty, is about the man, the myth, the prof, Chris Witty. While the global leaders couldn't decide, he was the first to tell us to stay inside. Because when push comes to shove, he's got the chops to close all the pubs, the schools and the shops. When they promised us Christmas, he cancelled last minute, protecting our hospitals while working within it. Still treating patients around the clock while testing his patients was Matt Hancock. Wearing a face mask to cover his face being dragged by Bojo all over the place, studying data, flattening the curve, fielding press conferences and holding his nerve. Will it ever be over? Will the R rate go down? Can I hug my granny, who's vaccinated first? 
When will these restrictions ease? He's just telling it straight. Next slide, please. There is no job that's tougher than his. In charge of our health at a time like this. Never before has his day been so long. And never before has it all gone so wrong. But he's powering through a leader of men with endless daily briefings till God knows when. And that's why I've written this open letter to our hero, Chris Wee. Nobody does it better. Hey, well done. And you read it at a nice pace as well. I would have really mucked that up if I'd have tried to read that out loud. Uh, so that's, that's one of the poems. And they're all different. You've got, as you said, they're all, they're all different lengths of poems, all different subjects. Um, so read us another one, Stuart. Well, well uh, this one I'm going to read you is uh, slightly more my usual vibe when I write poems. Uh, this, this is about the real victim of the coronavirus we've all given up a lot we've all lost out on a lot and uh and lots has suffered but the real victims of social distancing is of course the conga you ever been in a conga it's very difficult to do a socially distant <laughs> conga i love this <laughs> so this one is a little witty ditty called oh how i long to be in a conga it goes like this oh how i wish life wasn't so somber is it just me, or is this year getting longer? They say that the bad times can only make you stronger. But this year, it seems, there's a lot to conquer. We all have our worries about life, love and Wonga, from Brentwood to Basra, Oslo to Onga. I'm a simple man with one dream to honour. Oh, how I long to be in a conga. Joined at the waist, together we wander. Oh, how I long to be in a conga. A human chain growing longer and longer. Oh, how I long to be in a conga. <laughs> With Lisa, Simon, Andy and Rhonda. Oh, how I long to be in a conga with anyone at all. Even Jane Fonda. Oh, how I long to be in a conga. Or even James Bonda wearing a seconda, the chosen timepiece for timing a conga. Oh, how I long to be in a conga. With social distancing, you can't get any wronger. And that's why, for now, I could conger no longer. But one day soon, with COVID beyond you, the time will come to rejoin the conger. And a billion strong from Land's End to Onga. Oh, how I long to be in that conger. And in a single file line, together we'll wander. And one at a time, we'll make that line longer. Oh, how I long to be in a conga. We're in it together. One day we will conquer. And then again, forever we will conga. 
anyone who can get uh, Onga, Jane Fonda, James Bonda to rhyme with Conga is, <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> I thought we had to have Jane Bonda in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was absolutely brilliant. Now, the book is out at the moment. Um, you can where, where can people get hold of it? Uh, you can get hold of it if you go to Phoenix FM. There's a link there, or uh, the Phoenix FM website. There's also one on my website, which is stuartpink.wordpress.com. Uh, or if you go to the Amazon Kindle store uh, and search for Pandemic Poetry, the COVID collection, and you'll see a great picture of uh, a little vis- uh, visual cue as to what's in the book with toilet roll and masks and uh, a cruise ship and a little virus spores, all illustrated by my artistically gifted sister, yes. Maddie. Oh, um, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, now, I've just got a message come in. I've been telling people that I'm learning the congas. Some have actually wondered, how are you managing that on your own? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, please tell me, tell me that man has recorded that. It was brilliant. That's that's from Rob, who's uh, just messaged in. So he really enjoyed oh. it. So, yeah. Thank you, Rob. That's always nice. <laughs> uh, if you want to... <laughs> Maybe you can play congas while you're doing the conga. Maybe that's uh, something planned for later. Yeah. Yeah. If you each had a conga in each hand, you couldn't actually touch each other, so that would be social distance conga with congas. Yeah, don't touch me congas. Uh, now, uh, if you want to find out more about Stuart, you can go and have a look, as he said, all the W's, phoenixfm.com, and you'll find the link to the book there. It's 99 pence. And if you want to find out more about the Untitled Rock Show, there is a Facebook page. And also, you're coming up, coming up today on the show between 1 and 2 with uh, 1, 2, 3. I am indeed. There's another poem about a famous cruise ship which is currently stuck in the middle of Egypt, causing a bit of a stir. Excellent. Lovely to talk to you. Hopefully we'll see you in the studio soon when all this madness is over. Uh, But thanks for joining us. And we've done our very first Zoom call on air for my show. Zoom on the radio. Michelle, thanks for having me on. Thanks for doing what you do every day. You're a legend. Thank you. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to do a little I did. Can I do a little local radio I did? Yeah, do it. Go on. Go, Go for it. Give me a D. Give me a U. Give me an N-N-O. What's that spell? Dunno. I do love local radio. (laughs) Thank you, Stuart. Have a good day. (laughs) Take care, lovely. Bye. I know, being interviewed as a guest on my own podcast, the cheek of it. A very big thank you to Michelle Wald for having me as a guest on her brilliant radio show, Eat My Brunch, which is on weekdays from 10 till 1 on Phoenix FM. Michelle does a great show with great music, fantastic guests and bags and bags of fun every weekday, 10 till 1 on Phoenix FM. Michelle Wald's Eat My Brunch brunch big thanks to her for having me on the show and uh, great to chat about pandemic poetry the covid collection as you heard it's available to download for 99 pence on the amazon kindle store if you go to stuartpink.wordpress.com there's a link for you to buy it there it's 98 fm it's me, Michelle Ward. A prawn cocktail. I love, I love a prawn, prawn cocktail. cocktail. I'm always rambling. What is the mayor's chain called? A chain. A chain. <laughs> In fact, I never stopped talking. And I rubbed, basically, all of the skin off the inside of my thigh. You can answer my question of the day. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> I think men go through the menopause from about the ages of 18 to 65. And after that, they die. Fantastic guests and super music. What am I lacking in my diet? Humour, really? Yes. Weekdays, 10 till 1. This is Phoenix 98 FM. 
I've been Stuart Pink on the Now You're Talking podcast. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, then you might like a few of the others too. Loads of guests from all walks of life, from rock star, hall of famers, movie stars, to community heroes and 104-year-old chicken farmers. They're all involved. And the best bit is this is a show where the guests really do speak for themselves. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Stuart Pink or Now You're Talking wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank <laughs> you.